Welcome to Small Town Big Business, a podcast about doing big business in small towns in the Midwest. We are in Marion, Illinois, and we're here interviewing successful business owners and founders to find out the why and the how of their business and what makes them thrive in a small town like Marion, Illinois. I'm your host, Allison Hassler. And I'm Russell Williams, and we're coming to you from the Citadel Building, historic building in downtown Marion, Illinois on Town Square Plaza. And we're the home of Ethos, which is an emerging small business incubator and co-sharing workspaces. So welcome, and we want to welcome our guests here today, too. We have Troy Ray and Katie Karcher from Seasoning Bistro. We're so happy that you guys are joining us. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. We're really excited to be here today. We just, we're excited to be in this building. We haven't been here before. It's so nice and it's very unexpected to find, you know, here in Marion. 1914 building. In fact, Troy tried to go to the 1914 bathrooms, which is now furnace rooms (laughs) on this floor. And so you figured it out. I figured it out, yeah. I "I don't think this is is right. So I just went back, closed the door. I feel like I knew what I was doing. (laughs) So... If you're not familiar with Seasoning Bistro, Seasonings is a very nice restaurant. And right now it's not located in Marion, but you will be moving into Marion, um, which we are welcoming you with open arms. I'm very excited personally about that because I've been to your restaurant and uh, your meals are seven to 10 stars out of five. Like they are, they are exquisite. Uh, But before we jump into that, I would love to know your origin story and how you got started in the restaurant business and, you know, how you went from, uh, from basically zero to one, where you, where you started and where you are at now. Well, it was uh, 2011. So this will be our 10th anniversary at the bistro Ooh, in Benton. Congratulations. So in congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And we was uh, we were coming out of the, the 2008 recession. Um, everybody was yeah. still kind of dollar menu and all that stuff. And we just wanted to change pace. We were at Walker's Bluff and really it was okay. We just kind of wanted to do something for mm-hmm. ourselves. Um, we just bought a home and got the Obama tax credit. Mm-hmm. So we had that little bit of money in our savings account, and I was trying to convince her that I needed rims for my truck, and she's like, <laughs> she's like, no, maybe That's we should true. invest it like some, somehow. So yeah. we saw this building in the Benton Square as we were going to her mom's house. They're from uh, Dahlgren, uh, and her sister does hair okay. in McLeansboro, mm-hmm. so we would go by there constantly. Mm-hmm. We saw it for rent or for sale, and she's like, let's call. Like, All right, let's call. Wow. So, well, fast forward, we'll rewind, I guess, yeah. uh, to a little bit before that. Um, Troy grew up in the restaurant industry. His mom, uh, Marion Hotel and well, Marion Holiday Inn. Okay, like when it was the Holodome. The Holodome. Yeah, yeah. The, it was wow. jumping back. So back in the day. you know, she took him to work. They, he, him and his friends, you know, kind of went there and played and hung out and swam. He, he eventually <laughs> kind of got his foot in the door in the kitchen and you know started there. Um, he worked at where. Uh, what was the one in here and that you were Lombard. Lombard, Lombard Cafe. Cafe. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, okay. Yeah, I've worked everywhere. Mary's, Fratelli's. I mean, I've yeah. delivered pizza, pizza mics. I've pretty much done it all over the 36 years of my life. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a story that they say he learned how to walk in a kitchen. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, this is kind of in his blood. It's folklore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like based on, if, if you're not familiar with some of those names that you rattled off, most of those are pretty 
really nice restaurants. There are steakhouses and, you know, more of the fine dining and your date night type of restaurants. Uh, so it sounds like you were already kind of positioned in that way to go in that route versus maybe a short, short order type of place. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah. Um, we actually met in culinary school at Ren Lake College. Oh, wow. um, I attended college straight out of high school. Um, I kind of just decided that that's what I wanted to do my senior year. Um, I gave up the calculus classes and the really, you know, hard classes to take a foods class because they're like, well, if you're going to go into cooking, you need to take a foods class. Um, so I was like, all right, well, all right. Sounds like senior year is going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> and giving um, up calculus is not that hard. Yeah, yeah. No, it really wasn't that much of a sacrifice. I, I don't think that I'm missing it in my life at this point, but you never know. <laughs> um, so I went into culinary excuse me, culinary school. Um, I just worked my butt off. I got college scholarships. I got a tuition waiver. Um, so I, unlike many young people, started out on a really good foot that I had no student debt. Excellent. Um, so that is really, I think, something that helped us, you know, get a little bit further quicker because we didn't have that debt hanging over our head. You know, I have to pay it. I'm in, you know, just running myself in the ground. Um, so we met in culinary school. We actually didn't get together until after we graduated, um, which was in 2010, I think. Um, 2009, 2010, somewhere. We were still taking classes in 2010, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's when we decided to buy a home together in 2010. That was um, when they did the Obama uh, mm-hmm. tax credit. Mm-hmm. So that's how we got a little bit of money to uh, start funding. And like you said, you know, we just we had a dream we knew that we wanted to do this for ourselves. Um, we kind of had some bad experiences with management. Um, you know, we had ideas and, you know, visions, and we didn't really feel like we had the opportunity to kind of let that grow. Um, so we said, we're doing it. Yep. I said, yeah. we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that's that's yeah. where we started. Um, we, got, we found a location on the Benton Square. People said, why are you going to Benton? Why are you here in Benton? We in said, a recession. Um, it's cheap. Real estate. Yeah. You know, yeah. we we found a place that was actually a restaurant before. Um, and they were really, really great, down-to-earth people. Very accommodating. That just use everything's there. You know, just, just go in. You can use all the equipment. Here's all the dinnerware. Here's plates. Here's wow. forks. Here's you don't cups, get that everywhere. Here's no. tables and chairs. Here's the equipment. It may not work, but, you know, you can fix it and you no. can replace it as you need it. And... There are not opportunities for people like that just anywhere at any time. So, you know, we really, we had a lot of help getting started. Um, My aunt's boyfriend helped us redo the whole dining room with drywall. He was a drywaller. I mean, my aunt, my mom, her her family, my best friend, you know, Chad, still still going with us, you know. I mean, we just, we had a lot of, a lot of help. And, and were you uh, both at Walker's Bluff at the time? We yeah. were, yeah. I was yeah. the executive sous chef. She was the executive pastry chef. Okay. Wow. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then a few of my buddies worked there too. So Right. Well, we yeah. should mention Walker's Bluff is one of our um, kind of destination locations. Oh, yep. yeah. In Illinois Resort. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's beautiful. And so. They've done great work out there. It's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. But going on the food service industry on your own is not, it's hard. Very scary. Yes. Tell us a lot about how hard it is and what challenges did you? Well, I mean, and, and back in 2010, there was no ethos to try and 
tap into. There wasn't really nobody for advice. Um, you know, you can try and call somebody that you used to work for, but they're going to be like, no, you're my competition now. You know, yeah. like, I'm not going to tell you how to do right. things. So, I mean, we just kind of rolled with it. And thank goodness we had the experience of, you know, my mom and my aunt and me and, you know, just all of our combined Education. experiences. Yeah. And, and, and culinary art school at Ren Lake, um, just all that together really, it got us through. I'm not going to yeah. say it made us excel, but <laughs> yeah. that, I mean, just the experiences of going in there every day and grinding. I mean, the first couple of weeks I was down at Sam's getting just everything every day yeah. because we didn't know, you know, yeah. and people came. Um, and then as soon as it kind of died down, um, you know, it, it got a little slower because obviously you got to build clientele. Mm -hmm. um, we just kind of took a breath and started chugging. So, yeah. pretty good. you know, show up every day and keep flipping burgers. Yeah. You'll, you'll do something. <laughs> so I know that there is a statistic out there and I forgive me if I'm wrong, but I believe restaurants have like the average or most most restaurants fail within the first two years. Is yeah, that right? I think it's like sixty six percent, like two thirds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That there's a, a significant amount. <clears throat> yeah. So, did you ever reach that point where it's like, gosh, it may be easier to just kind of throw in the towel at this point and, <laughs> and just go we back to being an executive chef somewhere yeah, and just rake in a salary <laughs> and, and moving to a big city, you know, yeah. I mean, how easy sure. is that? Just go to a big city and, and you always see it in movies too, you know, like that looks yeah. fun. Uh, but yeah, yeah, let's, let's talk about that because <laughs> being in your restaurant, even being in our neighboring town to the North, that is, you know, it's a small quaint town. But when you walk into your business, I mean, you could feel like you're in a very big metropolitan city. You do everything very well aesthetically and as well as the quality of food. So you, I, I'm sure that you have some confidence that you could really move anywhere and have a successful business with what you have to offer. So, uh, so what has kept you in the Southern Illinois region versus moving to somewhere in a more metropolitan area? Uh, well, the biggest thing is our family. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we started our restaurant in July of 2011. And in November, we found out that we were pregnant with our first child. Wow. So within that first year, we were opening a restaurant, we were learning how to become family. We were, you know, taking our infant child to work with us every day. Yeah. Um, Pumpkin seat was in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably, not, yeah. probably not legal, but uh, we're, we, they can't get us now. So. <laughs> but yeah, she, we, had, we had two ovens, and the bottom one didn't work, so it yeah. had like a little... You didn't put your baby in the oven. Not in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> Beside the broken oven. <laughs> and we had like a little, a little cooler that we kept beer in, and because we didn't have like an actual cooler, it was like an yeah. igloo cooler, and the servers would come back and grab it out of the ice and wipe it yeah. off. And so they would actually have to move Stella off the igloo cooler, grab the beer, wipe it off, <laughs> put the lid back down, put Stella back on. Um, and oh, she would just sit goodness. there and watch us cook, you know, wow. but... Uh, that's why she likes to be warm now, I think. <laughs> she, was, she was near an oven. Yeah. And so, you know, again, we had a lot of help. Um, yeah. You know, his mom, Your his mom. grandparents, my mom, my sisters. Yeah. Um, and we'll, ne we'll never forget that. We'll never, yeah. never be able to, you know, repay them for their kindness and their support and their help, you know, throughout all of that. Um, and the familiar familiarity is that, mm -hmm. that uh, correct? Mm -hmm. sounds, um, sounds right. <laughs> you know, just waking up every day and 
knowing where you are and knowing the people around you, it's, it's comfort, you know, uh, they really root for you. You know, you you get to know people's names, you get to know what they like. And I mean, I'm sure you do that in a big city, but in the big city, there's, you're a dime a dozen. I mean, here, you know, like people really do appreciate that we have stayed and you know, we like that. I mean, I like that. Um, it, it just kind of makes you feel special, you know, like they, they really want to see you succeed. And then whenever you do, you can feel that they're in it with you too, you know? So I think that's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. When you look down the hallway on the coat rack and you see your neighbor's hat hanging on the hook, you know, like that's, that's part of your family. And that would be something that would be very hard for us to give up and to walk away from. Yeah. Yeah. Also share how COVID has impacted your restaurant in particular. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That last year was really rough. It was just a roller coaster of emotions, of, you know, fear, of... The unknown. The unknown. Because, I mean, when they when they first told us, it was like, okay, two weeks, we're just going to buckle down and we'll be done. Okay, now we're here, you know, rolling on two years. It's um, It was rough. And just knowing how much food to order. And then to-go boxes. I never thought I'd have to order that. I mean, we were ordering so many to-go boxes, you know. And we used compostable to go boxes so they're even more expensive and it's like well do we have to charge for to go i mean like it's just been challenge after challenge after challenge but it's honestly just been good that we we see a problem then we all talk about it and then we stick to our guns and we and we do it and that's that's a big part of COVID is just sticking with your team and just coming together talking that's that's really how we got through it. I think is, yeah. is our team. The open, the close, the oh, limited yeah. capacity. You know, it was just like every month there's some other kind of guideline you got to try to follow, and then there's people that want to abide by it, and people that don't want to abide by it, and trying to you know walk that middle Pick ground. Side, that, yeah. yeah, to just make everybody happy, and yeah. you're never gonna make everybody happy. Yeah, it's so. just not yeah. gonna happen. So we just try to keep everybody safe. And everything clean and do our best with also being able to, you know, steadily bring people back to work and, you know, pay people. And, you know, I mean, we were fortunate enough to get the PPP. And, I mean, we just. We paid our people. We paid our people. We spent all that money on our employees. We were. I want to say that we're fortunate in that, you know, we got that PPP. We paid our people. We kept all of our main people on staff. And that is really what kept us going. You know, if we had lost those key people to try to get them back with all the incentives of not working, you know, now, like that would have been a huge challenge. And I mean, those people are still with us today and they're still chugging along. And that's the team that kept us going. Yeah. I mean, they helped us. They also helped us through, you know, the pandemic. Yeah. Just, you know, their knowledge and just all of our heads together is always better than one. So on a brighter subject, <laughs> thank you. Since since Sorry to bring everybody, you down. Yeah. Allison's going to bring you back up. There we go. It's the way we work. I like it. Good so, what is it that just when you get up in the mor- morning, you are excited because it just brings you joy? What is your favorite part about being a business owner? I don't know if it's necessarily about being a business owner, but just being in the business that I'm in with the passion that I have, um, it's just working with like the local produce and, you know, being creative. Um, Troy and I are creatives. We're visionaries. Um, you know, this last month is strawberry season and I have just been in heaven. Like what can you not do with strawberries? I've made sorbets and cakes and sauces and mousses. And, you know, I've just been able to be able 
to be creative and to put out some really good, fresh, quality product. And yeah. that is exciting to me. You know, growing up, I grew up on a farm and we would go pick the strawberries. We would sit down with my grandma and we would hull them all and we would freeze them. And, you know, we would, it was just a part of our lifestyle. And so to be able to continue with that in my adulthood is just so exciting for me. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are able to support the local orchards. We have a ton of orchards yes. in this area, which is exciting. And oh, yeah. what are we, are we moving into blueberry season and then peach blueberries season? and blackberries mm. and then peaches? And yes. Oh, I'm oh. so excited. Mm. <laughs> I just saw a picture of the blueberries. They're almost there. Oh, yeah. that's, that's great. Yeah. Peaches. There is nothing like taking a peach off of a tree no. and biting into it. Just the sweet and yeah, sour. Just making me hungry now. I know. <laughs> we have and a knack for that. That's usually around here. Is it August-ish yeah. time frame? End of, End of July. End of July. Okay. August, yeah. Watermelons. Ooh, we're going to make watermelon margaritas and peach uh, mojitos. And I need a napkin. Mm. I'm, I think I'm going to start <laughs> drooling here in a minute. I actually thought we'd be eating this morning. I was misinformed, uh, but maybe next time. Uh, you got a kitchenette back there. <laughs> and Troy, what about you? What makes you excited about being a business owner? Honestly, just my team. Um, and just interacting with them and having, I'm, I'm still a kitchen dog, you know, at yeah. heart. So, you know, being able to go down there and just cut up with the boys and get burned and flip burgers and, you know, yeah. just that kind of stuff. And also the community. Um, I do like interacting with produce purveyors and like going out yeah. to the farmer's market. Oh, it's Troy. You know, like, I mean, just that, not for lack of a better word, just like that fame, that, that fortune of just being, somebody that people know and you get to talk. I love talking. So anytime I get to take a break and like talk to a customer or something like that and shoot some guns, like I, I just, I love it. We'd like to take a break to thank our sponsors of Small Town Big Business. We'd like to thank Southern Trust Bank, Fowler Heating and Cooling, Watermark Auto Group Foundation, Swinford Media Group, and Union Street Arts Production. And you can listen to new episodes every two weeks on your favorite podcast platform, including Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, TuneIn, Podbean, or you can watch us on our YouTube channel. Thank you so much for joining us for Small Town Big Business. Now back to our show. That's um, great. I can't wait to have an even bigger restaurant, well, a more well-equipped restaurant. Um, Let's talk about that. Yeah. So well, yeah. you're coming to Marion, Illinois. We are. Um, news is out. The news is out, yes. <laughs> yes. The news is out. Well, what, why are you excited about being here? Well, honestly, <clears throat> I'll, I'll start with this. Um, <laughs> just our building. Um, it's an old building. It was, uh, it's, it's just, it's been something after something after something. And I know Steve was here earlier, and I kind of know how Fowler. he is. Mm -hmm. um, I think he's going to do this building right over here. Yeah, and we yeah, should we're actually looking at the wind out the window. Yeah, at your yeah. location. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, to be able to go in and hand design our dream restaurant from scratch, even if it might not be like completely decked out, depending on how much money we can borrow, um, but uh, to go in and I mean, we've never had a walk-in cooler. So we still Tetris everything in week to week. And at our wow. volume, we pretty much pack every cooler we have and then sell everything out every single week. So be able, be able to have a walk-in cooler, an actual sit-down bar, a waiting room, all those things that are stresses up there, to be able to come down here and do that right, it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're 4,000 square feet up there, up and down, and this is 8,000 square foot. Wow. One and level. No One stairs. level. <laughs> yeah. Zero stairs. So... Um, that's just, it's so exciting. Yeah. How about you, Katie? Excited? 
I, I mean, I just can't wait. People come in and just ask, when are you moving? When are you moving? And we're like, well, to be honest, like we were really hoping we would be there by the end of this year. You know, we've been talking about it since about July of last year. And so we've been really excited and we've just been kind of waiting. But we understand that like it's okay to wait and it's going to be worth the wait. You know, it's going to be done right. It's going to be safe. It's going to be up to code. It's going to be to spec how we need it to be laid out. We're going to have the equipment that we need. We're going to be able to see a bigger capacity. You know, a lot of times I do a lot of the front of house on the weekends and I help seat people and just the seating requests that we have of upstairs, downstairs, like it's all going to be one level. You know, there's going to be different sections and different, you know, and, ambiances i guess um outdoor seating oh my gosh yeah and that was something that we never really even dreamed of no that's what that's actually during covid when they went to okay we can do outdoor seating now we don't have outdoor seating right so our business oh yeah so we tried everything we could to get picnic tables here and do this and that so Mm -hmm. it it just didn't work out so um yeah we're excited to even just have that limited little spot so i mean it's going to be a game changer. And I mean, honestly, I grew up in Heron, so I know the city of Marion pretty well. My mom worked here her whole life. Uh, and I mean, just just the, the things that are going on down here um, with the young, dynamic people coming and buying buildings and fixing them up. I mean, that's that's pretty exciting to be a part of that. You yeah. know, we, we love the Benton Square and they've opened, you know, welcomed us with open arms. But we're also excited for this, too. So, yeah, yeah. good. So what is one of the challenges that your businesses has faced and how did you overcome it? And I'll, I'll rephrase that in a way of saying outside of COVID, because we did cover that. And I know that there's probably an unlimited list of things that were COVID related, but before that, as you were growing your business and going through those growing pains, what were some of those challenges that you had? I think the perception of our business was kind of a challenge in the beginning um, because we were not the typical diner. Mm -hmm. We weren't selling fried chicken on Sundays and we didn't, you know, our our menu wasn't necessarily what people expected out of restaurants in this area. Especially 10 years ago. 10 years ago. I mean, just the the influence was not there. Social media was not as relevant. Um, And so... You know, people came in with an open mind, but some people didn't like it. And that was okay. You know, it's just. But when you're first starting out, when people don't like it, you're, you know. It's really hard to accept. (laughs) Now that we're at volume, it's just like, okay, yeah, sorry. But back then, Mm -hmm. it was just every time, like, oh, ouch. You know, so. um, And I mean, another big challenge for us, too, was just finding that financing, that. You know, like we need we need to fix up the kitchen now, but we don't have enough money saved. But finding those resources, because you go to a bank and they're just like, okay, restaurant, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> we know how this goes now. You can't have any money. Um, but what was it, the Cobalt loan? Mm-hmm. Um, they're the ones who actually, we had to kind of, we went through Fredco and this and that, and they got us hooked up with them. Okay. Um, and then People's National Bank also helped us uh, with the SBA loan. So eventually after we've kind of proved ourselves for what? Four years? Yeah. I mean, we're open for about four years, and we got our okay. first SBA loan to buy the building. So, I mean, it took four years of showing people that we knew what we were doing before we actually got yeah. any kind yeah. of help like that. So, Do you remember which SBA loan it was, what what it was called? I know there's several different ones. Yeah. There's a 7A. There's no, I don't know. Oh, okay. No, they, I mean, at, 
people's took care of everything for us. They yeah. were, they, I mean, yeah. they just walk in and be like, all right guys, you know, and they were yeah. so great. So. And you know, it, it was people that we had known, you know, yeah. growing up, it was people that our parents knew and not that we needed those references, but it helps when, you know, they see what you're doing, yeah. they know where you come from and yeah. they want to help you succeed and move further, you know, with yeah. your dreams. So Talk, talk more about that small town support because you talked about family. That was really big in you guys being yeah. successful. Talk about small town support in Benton and now in Marion. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, coming down to Marion, my family is from Heron Energy. Uh, mm-hmm. I a few, a few teach in Carterville. You know, I mean, sure, I, within is, probably a twenty minute radius. Yeah, I'd say. this yeah. is my area. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, and coming down here, obviously, it's a bigger town, so that's nice. Um, but just having the support of my family and we're eventually going to try and move our house down here too. Um, so then I can just be a couple minutes away from my grandparents, you know, they're getting older. My mom just moved home. So that, that'll be a big deal for me. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, just getting the word out from the beginning, I'm from McLeansboro. He's from Heron. And we really just drew from all the small towns, you know, around, we got people from Mount Vernon, from, McLeansboro, from Sesser, from Heron, and it just kind of um, spiderwebbed out. You know, people, yeah. we in the beginning, we did absolutely no advertising at all, just none. Mm-hmm. We, I don't think we even had a Facebook page until one or two years into at least one. the business, Instagram but we didn't have three. the time to even mess with it because we were going to Sam's every day and we were working 14 hours a day and we had a newborn baby, you know, um, yeah. that just wasn't really on our radar. Our radar was get to work, feed the customers, get a little bit of sleep and then do it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, Try and eat somewhere in there. So it was really all just word of mouth. Um, in the beginning, and I guess we made a good enough impression that people kind of talked about it and, you know, wanted to come check it out and wanted to support it. Yeah. And was it one person or a group of people that kind of invited you or introduced the idea of coming to Marion? <clears throat> well, that's a funny story, too. Um, <laughs> Mayor Apsher, before he was Mayor Apsher, he left us a, maybe a couple cards, but it was his watermark card. And I wasn't putting two and two together, and I was like, this guy just want to sell me a card because, I mean, yeah. what? Whenever you're in business, it's always like, donate to this, do that. Hey, can, you know, and it's yeah. why people have no soliciting signs. So yeah. I just thought he was trying to sell me a car. Yeah. I didn't know he was trying to get me to come to Miriam. <laughs> then he came in as a mayor and left a mayor, his mayor's, his mayoral card. And then Steve left me a card. Steve Fowler. And then, mm-hmm. Steve Fowler, and then he also emailed us. And the only thing his email said was, come to Marion. <laughs> <laughs> so that perked up our ears a little bit. And then we, we just, we had one little bad experience uh, in Benton. During COVID. Yeah, during COVID. It was a hard it was, time. It was a bunch of hoopla. And I was just, and that was the day that I called Mayor after. And I was like, hey, what's, wow. uh, what's, what's up? And we, we came down the next day and talked to him a little bit and the ball got rolling. And nope. it, it was such a smooth process, too. Oh, yeah. um, you know, we came up and we talked, and then we kind of met with Steve, and then we talked to the mayor a little bit more, and we kind of told him, you know, our concerns and, you know, our outlook and, our you know, what our future goals would be. And he just kind of, you know, slid that under the table to Steve, and he was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, yeah. so the people that we've been working with here in Marion have just been so receptive. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they seem like they just – they're just genuine, you know, like, yeah. um, I mean, when we, when we came down to the, um, Oh, hold on. What was it? The, town, the city hall meeting. Okay. Oh yeah. <clears throat> when we came down to the city hall meeting, um, 
they had to vote on some things for mm-hmm. us and that kind of stuff. And every single person almost that was at it, that was from Marion, just came over and shook her hands. We're so mm-hmm. excited. We're just, this is going to be great. Can't wait. If you need anything, give us a call. So that means a lot. You know, it really does. I, I like that kind of stuff, you know, because then that, that's, that's how we are with our employees and our people that we try and, you know, deal with. It's just like, we're all in it together, you know, why, why be mean? Yeah, yeah, we're we're very into a community type atmosphere. Oh, yeah. You know, I heard this a couple of years ago, maybe a year ago or so, and it was um, community over competition. When your neighbor's business is busy and you are busy, and you see other places around town that are busy, it's good for everyone. You know, Absolutely. just getting people out, getting people going, having them spend money, having them talk about other exciting things like that's what keeps us all going. Yeah. We have to keep that in mind, you know, maybe they're going to go to your place one day, but they're not going to go there every single day. You get burnt out. You get tired of the same thing. You want the next thing and something different. And, you know, we're all in it for that. Yeah. Well, success attracts success, right? And so there's a lot of like-minded people that even though you guys are not here yet, right? It's just promotion um, people want to be down here. People yeah. want to be on the square. I think we're moving off the square now because the opportunities might be a block <laughs> or two off, but really close. Yeah, yeah. really close yeah. here. That's that's some somebody was just like, well, isn't there a lot of restaurants down there now? And there's more coming, isn't there? I'm like, yeah. Well, when we're all full, yeah, who cares? Yeah, you know. And I'll probably go over there and eat on my day off, and they're going to come over to us and eat. You know, that's yeah. what we do now. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're we're constantly over the buzz eating. Like, yeah. well, I mean, it's good food. We got good food. It's just let's all support each other. When we're full, they go there. When they're full, they come here. You know, the more we can get down here, um, I think the better. You know, this yeah. is going to be more of like the locally owned mom and pop kind of stuff. And like the hill is the, you know, it's the more identifiable names. Sure. Um, so it's just two different things and either one's fine, but we definitely would like to be down But here. I love your concept because even though I would say it's a date night type of restaurant, mm-hmm. it's also a walk-in with shorts and or jeans oh, or yeah, what, whatever you're wearing that day. Yep. Um, do you model that after something? Did you did you look at restaurants and say, this is more what I want or less than we're less just, of this? We're pretty casual. Yeah. If we have to dress up to go somewhere, we will, but yeah. I want people to be comfortable no matter what. Wear a suit. We're not going to make fun of you for wearing a suit. Wear yeah. shorts and a tank top. We're well, going to you know. tell you you look nice if you're wearing a dress, <laughs> and we're going to tell you you look nice if you're wearing flip-flops and coming from the beach. You yeah. know, uh, Food is just universal. Yeah. It doesn't judge you. Um, you're there for a purpose, um, and your purpose may be different, but food is nutrition. Food is health and wellness. Um, and so that's what we really want to present, and we want to offer that to anyone and everyone you know, no matter what you look like or what your beliefs are, you know, sitting down and breaking bread with people is just a sign of peace. And that's really what we want for all of Southern Illinois. And that's what we need. Yep. I've never <laughs> heard anybody say that a tuxedo is comfortable. No. <laughs> <laughs> might look nice, but I wouldn't know. Yeah, it's just everybody just be comfortable no matter what it is. That's our motto. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that I wanted to ask is if you whether you're talking to your younger self or a budding entrepreneur that is wanting to get into uh, their own small business, what advice do you have for them? Don't be afraid to take five minutes and breathe. Take that day off and spend it with your family. You can't get your time back. You can get your money back. You can make more money, but it's okay to take days off. Um, 
that's one thing. I mean, we're just go-getters, and we have done it for nine years. COVID hit, and we finally got a little bit of time off. We're still closed on Tuesday now. And having those three days off is just, it's great. You're going to make money, and you're going to be fine. Breathe. That's, yeah. I mean, that's number one. And then, obviously, work really hard. You know, like you still have to work yeah. hard. Just yeah. Take your day off. yeah, you know, keep your vision. Don't stray from what is true to you and, you know, what you think is right. Uh, because people are going to come in and try to tell you what they think and how it should be. But it's your business, ultimately. And you are the one who will make it fail or make it succeed. Um, so just keep doing what you think is right. That's what we did the whole time. You know, people would come in and say, oh, your prices are too high or that your food's too salty. And, you know, maybe sometimes (laughs) it is. Um, Sometimes. uh, But we're still doing it, you know, because that's our truth. That's what we think is right. And, you know, we're not trying to hurt anybody or make anybody mad or, you know, rip anybody off. But, you know, sometimes that's just how it is and people can take it or leave it. Yeah, that's great advice. I love that because you are a unique restaurant that is and you can tell that you stay true to your your own vision and that's that's really excellent and i think that that's words of wisdom is to stay true to your own vision and what that looks like for you and not try to replicate what somebody else thinks is a good idea um so on the flip side of that what in hindsight when you were in that time frame are there any tactical things that would have helped you along the way or one of those things where it's like, man, I really wish I could have um, had this advice on hand or could have tapped into this resource as you were growing and what I call it going through those growing pains. Um, You know, ethos is here where this is what Russ is developing here is to provide those resources. And I would love to get an idea of what that what that would be for you guys if, you know, looking back five years ago. Uh, you know, looking back five years ago, we were really in need of cash, you know, just like someone to just kind of help us get started. We had, we started with $5,000. Our joke is $5,000 in a dream. Um, you know, to open a restaurant is really nothing. And when you're having to replace equipment and you're trying to start an LLC and you're trying to buy food, um, you know, it really does not go very far and it was it really, really quick. Yeah, it was really stressful. Uh, but we learned to manage money. You know, we learned to not just be frivolous with our spending. Um, And I'll tell you what, another thing that I really enjoy right now is the Southern Illinois Eats uh, Facebook page. Oh, Oh, shout out to William, for sure. It is game-changing for the restaurant industry in our area. You know, the advertising and just the promotions that he does and for people to be able to provide feedback, whether it be you know, maybe not as good or really good, um, you know, just to have that community of people that are looking for, you know, what we do to bring them all together is just totally different than what we had to begin with. And he also has, you know, uh, restaurant pages and... And a full-time uh, job. Yeah. <laughs> restaurant owner. Yeah. Employment yeah. page. So, you know, if we have issues with equipment or need something, you go on the restaurant's page or the, the owner's page, and you say, hey, I'm looking for this. Do you have any suggestions? Or, hey, my equipment broke down. Who do I call to get it fixed? And he's creating, you know, the community for people to be able to reach out and befriend each other yeah. from town to town. 
it is just invaluable. I'm just so excited that it's here and that it's available to yeah, us now. Yeah, it's it's really great. I just I love love having it there. Yeah. Well, Troy Ray and Katie Karcher, Seasoning Bistro, um, thank you. Thank you so much for being part of our podcast, and uh, welcome yeah. to Marion. Hey, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you yeah. so much for being wait. here. <laughs> I can't wait either. So if, if, our, if our watchers, listeners have not been to Seasoning Bistro in Benton, Illinois, please get there. It is awesome place, uh, community and, and atmosphere and restaurant and great food. So we thank you for tuning in and joining us today. Uh, we also want to thank our sponsors for making this possible, which include Southern Trust Bank, uh, Fowler Heating and Cooling, uh, the Watermark Auto Group Foundation, and also Swinford Publications. And of course, uh, our production is by uh, Union Street Arts, uh, Luke O'Neill and his staff, and my son David Williams is joining us today too. We thank you them for supporting us and producing this podcast. Uh, if you'd like to su subscribe to this podcast, you can catch us on your favorite podcast platform, and then also segments that of our interviews with small business owners throughout southern illinois and in small towns throughout the midwest you can catch us on facebook and so if you want to know more information about our podcast small town big business or about ethos uh, up and coming incubator and co-sharing workspaces you can contact me russell williams and that email is russell at watermarkethos.org or Yes, if you are interested in talking a little bit more about Marion and what we have to offer to business owners, then I would love to talk to you and you can reach me at Allison, I'm sorry, A Hassler with one S. So that's A H A S L E R at cityofmarionil.gov. Yeah, this has been Small Town Big Business. I'm Russell Williams. And I'm Allison Hassler. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.